0: Welcome to A Year of Magical Living with me, Imogen Roy. Today's Practical Magic episode charts the biggest commitment I've made this year to magical living. It's the one month sabbatical I took in August away from work, away from home. A really long French holiday, in other words. And it's the first time in my life that I have taken one month off work in my whole working life since I was 17. And I wanted to share a bit about how I made it possible, what I have learned, and why I am going to be keeping this commitment going forward. Some of you who knew about this commitment or followed me on Instagram have been asking me questions about how, how do you do this? And aren't you lucky? And I wish I could. So I wanted to share how it is possible and how I made it possible for me. So that if it's something that you feel called to do, it's a desire that's percolating within you, this episode might give you some guidance, tips, inspiration. Because for me, magical living, isn't just about the little things I do every day, or the tools I share with you on this podcast that help me be more embodied, that bring me back to myself, that help me see, feel, hear synchronicities and magic in my everyday life. It's magical living is also about deliberately creating space, open space, and clearing room for opportunities to occur, opportunities to notice, to get out of the day to day and to also get in touch with different parts of ourselves that we may not be as familiar with when we're very, very focused on work and the nine to five and all the responsibilities that come with being an adult in a 21st century civilization. So let me start by sharing how it was possible for me to take one month off work, which I'm very well aware in many countries, I'm thinking of the United States as a key example, the statutory vacation is two weeks in the entire year. Where I live in France, the minimum vacation time that your employer can give you is actually more like 30 days of working days. Holiday, which means that's about five weeks of vacation and that's the minimum. So it's very common in France where I live for many people to take three weeks of summer holiday in, in July or August. And after living in France since 2011, it felt like high time to try this experiment for myself. What might happen if I took such a long break in August? So the first way in which I make these sort of things possible is having my business by design. When I was about 24, I read an article online, I stumbled across on the internet called, your lifestyle has already been designed. And at the time I was in full-time employment and this article talked about the economic benefit of the eight hour workday, not because it makes people productive, but because it is so uncomfortable and dissatisfying for someone to give so much of their time to their workplace, that they will spend a lot of extra money in the economy to alleviate that discomfort. The theory put forward in this article is that the culture of the eight hour workday, and let's be honest, is it really eight hours or is it more like 10 or 11 for many white collar workers? Is big business's most powerful tool for keeping people in this dissatisfied state where they're contributing so much of their life force to someone else's profit margin that the answer to every problem they have is to buy something. And that the exhaustion of working 40, 50 hour work weeks is what keeps us spending money in the economy. And this, when I read this article, this made a lot of sense to me, and it also made me angry. I was, I just decided then and there, I do not want to continue this pattern. I don't want to be a cog in the machine. to be a consumer who's so exhausted, who never has enough time to exercise or to enjoy free time or just lazily read a book or just relax that I'm constantly spending money. I quote from the article, the perfect customer is dissatisfied but hopeful, uninterested in serious personal development, highly habituated to the television, working full time, earning a fair amount, indulging during their free time, and somehow just getting by. And I realized then and there that I, re- I recognized myself in that caricature. And at age 24, I decided that I wanted to do something about this. And I wanted to be an anomaly. I wanted to be the one who is different. So, back in 2014, I already began a journey of investigation into alternatives to this paradigm. <laughs> and it led me to places like uh, the Digital Nomad Conference in Berlin in 2015, where I first discovered people who were working, running online businesses from their laptops from around the world. But it also introduced me to people who were CEOs of successful companies but all of their workers were location independent. And rather than making everyone come in to one centralized office every day, every quarter they would fly everyone who worked in the company to some amazing location for two weeks and they would do deep work together. And this was so original that I never considered that that would be possible. And seven years later, especially having just done all this remote work from the pandemic, I think that we can all agree that that reality is becoming a way more possible. At that conference, I also learned from people who had successful businesses, but their life as an adventure sports um, fan, or as an athlete, or as a traveler came first. And so their business was designed to deliver them the conditions needed for them to thrive in their other passions. And that again, was something that was very new to me, I'd never, I'd never had it demonstrated to me that one could put your life first, and have your work be something that delivers the conditions for you to enjoy that life. So all this is to say is that this committing to one month off in the summer, really switching off is something that's been in the workings for a long time for me, because it required me leaving corporate uh, employment and starting my own business and then getting my business to a place where I have the right kind of clients, I have the right kind of sustainable income, I have the ability to delegate and have people working for me while I'm away so that I can take such a break and not have any consequences. So in order to make such a break possible, of course, there are a lot of practical things that need to happen. Long before I traveled, I spent lots of time planning how I was gonna use my time before my holiday to make sure that I took care of everything. And I was also batching content and batching um, work that would need to, to be released during that time. And I got really focused and purposeful about what I wanted to accomplish before and what would be okay to leave until I got back. What I discovered was actually this process of batching made these like batching podcasts, batching social media content, batching newsletter creation, creating an online course. The more focused attention I brought to these and tried to create volume in one session actually made the whole process much faster than when I normally do them sporadically when I feel like them. So that's also something I've learned is that this batching um, is a lot more efficient And it's something I wanna keep doing, even though I'm not planning to take another month long break anytime soon. Getting really organized ahead of time, knowing exactly what I wanted my team to be working on while I was away, making sure that they were well briefed, making sure that they had all the information they needed, clarifying how we would communicate during my time off. But ultimately the biggest thing when you are committing to taking a large amount of time off work is simply to decide. Decide it's happening, and tell people, and then it's done. Because, of course, you're not going to get as much done in your business or in your work or your job as if you weren't taking that month off. So just making peace with the fact that not much is going to happen for a month, and that's also okay. And I think this was one of the things that I found the hardest was making peace with pausing my usual pace and allowing things to go slower than I would normally like. Trusting that if I stepped out of my regular production, step back, that it wouldn't all collapse and I can still keep a loose grip on my goals and move forward slightly slower than is humanly possible. And also trusting that taking time away from work, resetting, getting in touch with parts of me, voices that aren't normally heard, would also create space for new thinking, for deeper kinds of thinking and value, and trusting that it is of benefit to everyone in my business my clients, my team, myself, for me to be well-rested. So how did I spend this four weeks? (laughs) So my husband and I, we took our car, we put a roof tent on the top, and we drove around the South of France and Northern Spain, rock climbing, wild camping, and road tripping. Meeting up with friends we hadn't seen in a long time because of COVID connecting with family and discovering some places and some awesome crags that we hadn't visited before. And we spent every single day outside and it was so wholesome and so nourishing and to be able to move our bodies every single day felt so damn good. And so one of the major things that I learned was how good it feels to be so in my body, to not be sitting all day or most of the day, and to be outside, and how natural and right that feels. And I was quite shocked at how my body felt when I came back because I really, really struggled with getting back into the flow of work, not because my mind didn't wanna get on board, but because my body was really rebelling against sitting, against being in the same place for hours every day. And my eyes were so sore from staring at a screen. I really had this visceral sense of rebellion and anger from my body. This voice of, what are you doing? This is nonsense. This is not what we were designed to do. And I really had to sit with that because this is not a sensation i've experienced before maybe because i hadn't been away for a month before and had and been so active that i'd never given my body such a large opportunity to be back in normal humanness where you know our bodies are designed to be outside every day moving like the rest of the animal kingdom And so it really took me a few weeks to find my flow again from a bodily level of being able to sit uh, at my desk and work or, or look at my screen without my eyes being painful after just a few hours. And that's been very sobering because it reminds me of how wrong it is. And that even I, who don't work as many hours as most people, and I do spend every single day doing some kind of movement, I do work outside quite a lot in the summer months, that even with all of that, my body was unhappy about the conditions I was putting it in because it's so unnatural. And I don't think that there is a way that we're ever going to convince ourselves that our modern desk-based lifestyles are, it can, can can be healthy. I don't think they can be. And so this has been really food for thought for me, for thinking, well, how what can I do to try and mitigate these conditions less? How can I move more, have more walking calls, have um, less time sitting, more time standing to work, and again, just working fewer hours, being more focused about how I use my time, because I think about the long-term consequences of this kind of lifestyle and it worries me. So something else I learned and I had an experience of when I was away was I really had a chance to connect with my other selves, who I am outside of work. And for me, I have worked since I was old enough to. I always wanted to work. I wanted to be earning my own money. I wanted to be learning. I wanted to be with, learning from people. And so as soon as I could at 16, 17, I was working. And so work and, has been a really big part of my identity. I love my work. And I love the opportunities it brings me. But it is true that by prioritizing my work identity, I have lost touch with some of my other selves. And and on this holiday, I also was able to remember that there's there's also the Imogen who is sportswoman, the athlete, um, the adventuress, the outdoorsy one who loves nature, the voracious reader with the with the powerful imagination, the fun loving one, the hedonist one. And all of these selves had a chance to come out and play in this month long sabbatical in a way that they hadn't, I'd only had real glimpses of them previously. And it's been very philosophical to remind myself that work is just one part of me. And to interrogate, is it even the most important part? Is it actually the most interesting self that I bring to the table, to the world? Um, It could be, but this is something that I'm interrogating right now. And what I'm taking away from this experience is definitely making more time and space, magical living, creating time and space to connect with these other parts of me on a more regular basis. And one of the things that I'm doing is I am committing far more time every week to sports and allowing myself a couple of hours a day to, to, to do sports. And trusting that that is only gonna be of a net benefit to my other selves, including my work self. I remember once having a conversation with some senior leaders in an old corporate job I had, and they were talking about how they didn't really like going on holiday because they were just thinking about work anyway, and they would get bored quickly and want to just return to the office and get things done. And to me now, when I think about that, what it portrays is that they have completely lost touch with their other selves, that the work self is so dominant, it has killed off all of the other personas, the selves that make them who they are, the childlike self, the playful self, the sporty self, the philosophical self, the friend self. And that really saddens me. It saddened me then, but even thinking about it now through a different lens, it really saddens me. And that's something I want to avoid. I don't ever want to lose touch with my many selves that make up my identity. And finally, one of the fears I had about taking a month off work was that what happens if I love it so much I never want to work again? (laughs) What happens if I just check out and I'm unable to return to work? And this was, this was a, it was not a big fear, but it was a possibility that I was entertaining. And what actually happened was that around the 25 day mark of our trip, I started to have organic uh, feelings of being excited to return to my work, being excited to get stuck back in and starting to percolate with, with ideas. And I felt like a month was just the right amount of time to really rest, to really get away, but then also to feel that tug of, I do love what I do. I do want to, to go back. I want to go back differently. I want to go back embodying all the things I have learned, but I am ready to go back. And maybe it's simply because we were living out of our car, <laughs> camping a lot of the way, Uh, for a month and so really when you've been living out of your car for a month I think for many of us that is a natural boundary of of enough but it felt like one month was was the right amount of time and so I am really committed to making that possible now every summer and just deciding that designing my life and work accordingly so that August is sacred And that that is not a time where I'm scheduling things. And it's something I work around. And it's just, that's just how it is. And even I'd like to take that further and and be working towards a scenario in which I'm working nine months of the year and I'm off for three months of the year. So that I get time in the spring, summer, and in the winter, because I'm a skier, to play with my other selves effectively. And yes, it will take me a bit more designing and work and strategizing and personal development and building my business to get to the point where I can make the income that I want to make and keep the client relationships that I have just working nine months a year, but it's totally possible. I'm already on that path. So one thing I would want to say is that if you're someone who right now does not have the possibility or you do not feel you have the possibility to take long breaks from work and it's something that you know you would like to do, trust that you can work towards it. For some of you, it may actually be that there are no major blockages. It's simply about you deciding that this is something that's happening and working around it. And for some of you, maybe there are various infrastructure logistic childcare all kinds of things that that are preventing you but if this is a legitimate desire you too can work towards this 7 years ago i decided that i did not want to be part of the system of the 40 50 hour work week where you become a perfect consumer in a society that's always working but it's taken me a good while to design my life and just make changes so that I feel like I'm no longer part of that. So these things take time, these big visions can take time. And what I would encourage you to do is to start small, start taking longer breaks, start deciding, I commit to taking X amount of time off work every year and just blocking that time and making it happen and look for expanders. My world was so expanded when I went to that Digital Nomad Conference in 2015 and met people who were living lives that I'd never imagined were possible. And now I'm surrounded by people who are living unconventionally and making commitments to themselves about how they want to spend their time, their lives, and doing the hard work of creating designing, structuring things differently, so that that's possible for them. And there are people like that everywhere, if you know how and where to look. So seek out expanders, find people who are living, um, living evidence, demonstrating that this is possible for you too. So I hope that there have been some interesting nuggets for you in this week's episode. Maybe you too are now inspired to see what would happen if you took a month off work every summer. Or maybe some of you are simply interested to connect more with your other selves. And you can start that today. Who am I outside of work? And what are the personas, the other selves I want to stay in touch with? Who do I still want to have on my round table (laughs) as I move through this, this magical life? So thank you very much for listening. And you'll hear from me again soon. Goodbye.